All right, welcome to the show. So today we're going to talk about a couple of things that we recently read in the news today with my co-host, Alex Stewart. Alex, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, my pleasure. So recently, um, you know, we talk about this all the time, is the noise in the media. Like, how do we drown the noise in the media and what's going on? A lot of our customers, a lot of our partners, even just the general public, it's constant noise, social media noise, and even general just, you know, major publication noise. And today's a great example of that. You know, 60 days ago, we just got an article from Forbes magazine that showed us, hey, Jacksonville, and we'll use Jacksonville as an example, was a market that had a potential of being under a real estate collapse. Now, let's just take a minute. Fortune magazine is no small publication. We're talking like the Wall Street Journal. This isn't your local news station. This is a national publication saying issues in some markets in particular, Jacksonville is one of them. Right. So we see this, and obviously you and I gravitate towards it immediately because in our world, what we look at is, okay, what's the what's the methodology behind this? Right. What's the background of the publicist? And what's the angle? Sure. But the general public reads this and goes, man, we got a problem. And maybe, maybe I got issues in buying homes in Jacksonville, and that might be something that I want to pump the brakes on or question some of the value. So today we're going to talk about the original article that came out in June but then interestingly enough yesterday morning mm-hmm. that would have been august 28th in the morning they revised that article right. and we're going to talk about why they revised that and we're going to talk about what the revision looked like so uh let's start with you know why is why is it important that we kind of go through something like this for our audience absolutely yeah i think it comes up with what are our clients and what is the public seeing more than anything? I mean, it, it, it is a, it can be subconscious as well as in your face. And when people are thinking about taking action, one of the first things they do is go to Google, right? And they search it or they're uh, starting to pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. And so their news feeds are going to start to populate all this information that the, the algorithms know they're looking for. Uh, and, and really, we see a lot of clients, a lot of people that are thinking about buying a house but they have questions. And so what they do is they go out and they go online and they try to find answer to their questions. And at the end of the day, they find articles like this and it can change their entire life if they choose to take an action or not based on an article that may or may not be as transparent as it should or as clear or really tell the full story, right? Right. And, And would it be fair to say right now in the market that we're in, transactions are down Sure. compared to this time last year, even this time six months ago. You know, so we're not in a downward trend market, but we're getting back to normal, right? Sure. We're stabilizing. We're getting back to that expectation phase. You and I talk about resetting expectations for our sellers and our buyers. Articles like this don't help. Nope. They don't help. And it kind of creates this, this, this longevity of that process I just described. And so what we want to take a look at when we see something like this is we want to be able to talk to our buyers, talk to our sellers, talk to our customers, talk to the general public, even if you're at dinner, wherever you're at, and be able to counter this with intelligence. Sure. And so facts usually win in case like this. Uh, opinions, you know, are, are different. Everybody has one of those. So let's talk about that. You know, who wrote this? Right. And what's their background? Let's start there. I, whenever I see a headline, I love the term, read the headline, dive deeper. I yeah. love that. Um, you know, our friend over at Zonda, Ali Wolf, says that all the time. Uh, chief economist over there says, read the headline, dive deeper. And she couldn't be more accurate with that. So let's do that. We read the headline. I just explained it. And now let's dive a little deeper in the history of this author. Yeah. And the, and the new article that just came out, headline was revised, odds of falling home prices in your local housing market as told by one interactive map. You know, and if you go back in history, uh, 
this is written by Lance Lambert of Fortune, uh, and I've I've got here essentially his um, stock of articles that he's written. So he's the edit- editorial director of Fortune Education. He also writes re- weekly for Fortune Analytics newsletter and reports on topics ranging from the future of work to the housing market. And if you go to his uh, Twitter, he's he's basically all housing. It says, sure. you know, housing is the economy essentially. Um, but it's it's interesting because you start to look at all his articles and you see headlines: uh, the housing correction intensifies. Mm-hmm. These 183 housing markets could soon see see home prices fall by 20 percent. Home prices could soon fall by 10 to 15, and it and, and it keeps going. And one, it's almost like this guy is saying, "Hey, listen, this guy's going to fall. This guy's going to fall. And if I keep saying it enough, I'm going to be right." And that is a popular trend in media, that if you choose a path and you just go down and you stick to it and you don't waver, eventually you're going to be right. Um, you know, I had a friend of mine tell me one time, and it's, it's, a, it's an example, an extreme one at that, but if I look at you and I go, you're going to die, you're going to die, you're going to die, eventually – we all know the outcome, as sure. terrible as that analogy is. It proves a point that if you go down that path, you're eventually going to be right. And we see a lot of people take that path. You right. know, the desire to be right oftentimes overwhelms the desire to be accurate. Well, and we know that headlines like this get more clicks than sure. positive headlines, sure. right? Uh, statistically, it's shown that pain of losing something is a far bigger motivator than pleasure of gaining something. Right. And I think, you know, whether he's doing this on purpose or has some motive to it, I think at the end of the day, his job is to write articles that get clicks, that draw eyeballs. And, you know, I, he's got 38 pages of articles and, you know, you go through these and click them and they're they're literally all talking about the housing bubble. Yeah. Now, he's writing these pretty frequently, so he's putting out an article about every week on how the housing market is going to crash. And yeah, you know, and, and to your point, the original article this person wrote basically said 40 overvalued housing markets that could see 15 to 20% home price decline. That's the original article that caught our attention in June. Right. So for 40 cities, right? And we're one of the cities in this conversation being Jacksonville. And then they revised the article with not as sexy of a headline, right? That one right. you just read earlier was kind of like, nah, all right. But there's some key facts in this. And the fact is, all of a sudden, Jacksonville went from a city that was 15 to 20 percent in decline to one of the top five major metropolitan cities that's not going to see a decline. Matter right. of fact, might see prices grow again. So the real question is, how does that happen? How in 60 days do we go from being this ticking time bomb of real estate to, oh, my gosh, wait a minute, these guys actually are going to grow and we have data to prove that. Right. How, how does that happen? Well, he's relying on on data external of his own, right? He's mm-hmm. a reporter, so from a, a personal standpoint, you know, he's, he's just doing his job, pulling pulling sure. data where he can pull it. And you know, I do think it's worth saying, yeah, you know, this headline: odds of falling home prices could just as e- equally read odds of rising home prices sure. in other markets, right? They just choose to focus on the falling prices because that gets clicks. But he's going and looking through CoreLogic. Uh, they produce a home price index, and they do a forecast. Um, and so digging into that a little bit, you know, we've got on the screen here the the heat map that talks about odds of the, the prices dropping. So, you know, he's using their language maybe because uh, they're looking at simply what are the odds. Uh, and and then they are essentially going in and looking at underlying factors of income, uh, of economic employment in those areas. Uh, and as you and I both know, income and economic employment 
those are lagging, right? I mean, sure. that data does not come out. Um, if people are getting paid more, it's going to take a year before that flows through. So home prices are going to rise. You're going to be able to detect that so much faster than you would ever be able to detect people relocating with higher incomes or people getting raises or people changing jobs and, and now earning more money. So something I want to point out to our audience as they're listening to this, you know, think about where you are in, in your world right now, right? Are you making more money now than you did let's say this time last year, or even two years ago, you know, we talk about all the time, if you take 21 and 20 out of the equation, 22 is probably one of your better years, Mm -hmm. economically, uh, whether it's in business, personal, it's one of the better, but we're so clouded by 20 and 21, it's hard to see through that. But, you know, where are you? Is, Is your income going up? Are you in the market to buy a home? Do you currently own a home? And if that's the case, then what we're talking about right now is for you. And it's really important to understand that the news, these authors, and we're not bashing this author by any means. This isn't a a session to do that. It's to actually break down that noise that I mentioned earlier uh, on the show. And that's to say, listen, there are some some barriers of entry here that seem to be clouded by what other people want you to think or feel. So what we're wanting to do is kind of clear up some of that barrier. And in this particular case, what we're finding out is within 60 days, we went from not a good place to buy a home at at the price points to oh my gosh, this is a really good city and there's a lot going on there. More importantly, what was the time value of money lost if you followed the likes of this article 60 days ago versus today? Sure. I mean, how, what, what, how much have the homes gone up? How much has interest rates gone up? How right. much has that impacted your affordability? I mean, if you're the type of person that turns to this as a form of education or persuasion, if you may, you kind of got duped a little bit. I hate to say it, but that's the reality. You missed some marks that would have benefited you early on. And I think where we go on our show is our goal is to say, listen, we're going to give you real-time data. We're going to give you real-time information to where if you want to take and act on it, be our guest, go for it. We think there's some great opportunities around the country to take advantage of some stuff. And this is just one example of what we're talking about. Sure. And they also use words like overvalued and undervalued. And I know they have calculations behind there to determine that, but that's such a subjective thing. I mean, we talk about this all the time of people wanting to get a deal, but how do you define a deal? And right. and a lot of times uh, you can judge something as overvalued, but that that could be based on, on hocus pocus. I mean, there may not be a whole lot to that. Um, one of the things that I went and looked up is there they put out a home price index forecast validation report. Because I think it's important that when you look at how people are measuring is something overvalued, undervalued, uh, you got to look at how they're calculating it. You got to look at what the results were. And so CoreLogic put this out in February 2021. It's the only one that I could find. So they've been doing this index for a while, but they've only got one validation report published. And this is sort of a, let's check on our own facts. Let's let's see, we did some things and how accurate were they? Because any any home price index, the whole point of it is trying to project out what are home prices doing because it's very difficult to measure, you know, national home prices per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of transactions, and so so for our audience, a home price index. What does that mean? What, why would they care at all about a home price index? Yeah, it's it's trying to create one number that makes it simple to judge our prices going up or down in the, in the United States. There you go. So you're not necessarily going to see an index that says, hey, the valuation of the home is this. It just means if it's above a certain number, we would give you a base. Let's say that base is 100. Right. If you go above 100, 
that's that's typically the percentage you would see rising in your local market. If you're below 100, that's the the, the receding price point you would see in your local market. Correct. So these are those home price indexes, and core logic for our audience is like the gold standard of producing indexes based on that. So if you're a homeowner, you know a lot of people like to go to to, to Zillow or Zestimates and get their home values. That's all well and good. It's lagging data because they're pulling things that have sold in the past. If you want a future forecast of what things are going to look like, this is also a free resource to go take a look at. Yeah, and they they put out here some statistics around their index. So they said that the national index had a 5.4% change prediction, meaning they they thought prices would rise uh, Mm 5.4%. And when they actually went back and measured what did prices do, they went up 8.2%. So they were essentially they had an error of 2.8%, so basically 3% off, right? So this is saying, we thought it would go up five, it actually went up eight, and we were wrong by 3%. Now, and I just want to point something out there, that the average sales price in Jacksonville, Florida is $400,000. You were off 3%. That's quick math of $12,000. If you make a $12,000 mistake in most of our jobs, you don't have a job anymore. Right. Well, and that swings things dramatically. I mean, people will not buy a house over $12,000. That's that's a huge deal. Sure. So uh, first and foremost, you just want to see how accurate was it. And and so they're saying, well, we were about 3% off. Mm-hmm. Um, when you put it in percentages, it seems small, but uh, we start to talk dollars like you just said, and that, that adds up a lot. Uh, they talk about how seven of the top metros that they forecast had an error of 1% or less. Uh, now, that's framed up in a very positive way, right? <laughs> yes. They're they're basically saying we did a great job in seven of the top fifty places, um, but that's the other forty fourteen percent, right? <laughs> but the other forty three, we didn't do a good job at. Correct. They they were off by more than one percent, uh, and again, one percent that that's still a decent amount of money. Um, they talk about how most of their metros in the top ten on their accurate list, meaning they predicted the price and they were very close to what actually happened were essentially all newcomers to the report. Mm-hmm. So what that tells me is they got lucky on 10 markets, right. and, and they're not consistently able to measure the markets as much. Um, they talked about, once again, San Francisco had the largest forecasting gap. They were off 11% in San Francisco, hmm. okay? And it's justified as talking about it being essentially, you know, employment issues and the tech hub and all of this, but that is a huge, huge miss uh and and it's you know something that people should take in mind and that was where uh they were overestimating prices on austin they did it the other way they underestimated prices by nine percent so so austin the prices went up nine percent more than they thought they would uh based on uh, uh, other factors so at, at the end of the day when we when we put all this together and when we talk about this the reality is forecasting is not a perfect thing there you go. the hard part and it's valuable in its own right. It's important to think about what's going to come. It's important to try to measure it. We ourselves are creating that, right? Right. But when you have reporters writing articles based on the forecasts and essentially assigning so much value to them like they're the gospel, that's when we get into trouble. It, it, the article should be far more neutral and should say simply, this is what what is projected here's the history we don't you know this is our track record so at the end of the day we're plus or minus three percent so when we say it's overvalued by five 
it may actually be perfectly valued, mm -hmm. right? But nobody, that doesn't get headlines. So uh, as you're a consumer, as you're a realtor, as you're an industry professional or a homeowner, when you're looking at these reports, you really just need to take it with a grain of salt and realize that when people are calculating this, it's not perfect. And the media, their job is to get clicks. And so they're going to make it sensational. And at the end of the day, you can't only read the headlines. That's correct. I couldn't have said any better because that's what I was going to ask at the very end here. Like, what do we encourage our audience to do? And that's it right there. Right. And, you know, we'll, we'll kind of wrap up. You know, oftentimes when we're out speaking to people, we show a little clip from Anchorman 2, if you may. Right. Where, where they're using a car chase, a high-speed car chase that Ron Burgundy uh, is trying to compete against sweeps. So he uses this high-speed car chase that's taking place in Wisconsin. And here he is in L.A. to talk about, you know, this is the, this is the pulse of the nation. And right. you and I laugh because we say, listen, this is a great analogy for real estate right now. you got this high-speed car chase happening and this real estate. And he's drawing attention to people watching it and he's speculating about the driver. Drivers, right. you know, on drugs or maybe six foot seven, but he says, uh, what does he say? Skinny, skinny six foot skinny seven. Six foot seven. Yeah. You know, buck 40, buck 60, right? And, um, and then at the end of this scene, it turns out it was an 80-year-old man that was disoriented and didn't know where he was. And everybody's like, ugh. And, and, and that's how real estate is right now. We, we, just, we just don't know where we are right now. You know, We were simply confused is what he says. Sure. And that's a lot of because this noise. And it started even back in the 80s. And that was a great example of how the media just created noise because it, they felt like that's what we wanted to see. Right. And what we want to read now. And with social media and obviously with the internet, there's just so many avenues to get that versus having to tune into a TV like you were then in that analogy. But the reality is this. Home ownership has always been and always will be and continue to be in this nation one of the greatest investment platforms you can be on. And I think with the exception of, of the recession caused by real estate, mm -hmm. during times of recessionary times, real estate benefits. Right. And real estate benefits from inflation. And so a, a lot of people get those two things confused. And so I'll leave this with our advice to prospective buyers is don't get, don't get clouded by the noise here. Don't let this fool you. Turn to the professionals. Correct. Turn to your local real estate agent. Turn to your local lender. You know, turn to people that are considered advisors and professionals that have been in the business and that understand their local market. I can't stress that enough. Well, and if anyone has a super strong opinion one way or another, got to be careful too because that's not probably the truth right it's somewhere in it's between an agenda. right right it's an agenda. You, you want somebody who's going to give you level-headed advice that's going to show you both sides of the equation and talk to you straight yeah absolutely alex thanks for your time today uh that's all we got for today we'll see you guys on the next once we one more thanks one more shot i'm gonna make it one more chance i'm gonna take it a minute when I said it, now it's time for me to do it. I got one life to live, so I put them all into it, yeah.